As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. You can never talk about Jesus too much, but you can speak of him too little. When was the last time you spoke to someone about Jesus Christ, the difference he's made in your life, the difference he can make in their life? Friends, that's why we're here, not just to enjoy Christ ourselves, but to share him with others. That's, that's the essence of gospel work to share the good news. Is it really good news if they never hear? Is it really good news if we're not willing to tell it? We return today to Acts chapter 4, and this story that has just gone on and on and on, layer after layer of what God has set in motion because of the healing of one man. God changed one man's life, and now 5,000 men have come to faith in Christ. It's amazing, isn't it? You never know what God could set in motion through your one life when you put your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And let's pick up in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 10. Peter's preaching, and he says to these people, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. You see the humanity and deity of Jesus Christ. He uses both names, Jesus Christ. Jesus, his human name, Christ, his divine title. His humanity seen in the fact that he is of Nazareth. His deity seen in the fact that when he's crucified, God raised him from the dead. So he's all man, he's all God. There's a lot of theology wrapped up in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 10. And then he continues. In verse 11 and 12, our text for today, This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. (laughs) We've learned already that there's power in the name of Jesus, that there's persecution for his name, and now we learn that there is pardon by his name, and for the record, only by his name. There are not many ways to God. There is one way of salvation, and that is through Jesus Christ. Let's concentrate today on Acts chapter 4, verse 11 and verse 12, because it's all about this pardon. It's all about this marvelous salvation that Jesus brings into the life of those who believe on him. He begins first with a picture, a picture of a stone. He says, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Why would he use a rock uh, as a, a picture of salvation? Well, all through Scripture, The Lord Jesus Christ is viewed as the rock, the rock of our salvation. You remember in the Old Testament, uh, the the rock flowing with water of supply and sufficiency uh, to meet the needs of the children of Israel. Paul later said the rock that followed them in that desert, that rock was Christ. Uh, So he's the rock of supply. Uh, Daniel talks about the rock that will come someday rolling down out of the hills and will crush the final Gentile nations and kingdoms, the kingdom of the Antichrist. So he is that that stone that will smite the enemies in the end. Interesting, isn't it? This repeated emphasis to the stone and to the rock. P- 
Peter talked about the fact that he was the stumbling stone, the stone they stumbled over. They just tripped right over him. He was right in front of them, and they missed him. So he's the rock of offense in Peter's writing. But now here in Acts chapter 4, the Bible says he was the stone that was set at naught of you builders. You see, in that day, they built with stone. And not long ago, I was in the Holy Land, and my wife and I marveled how things that are really expensive here are more commonplace there. The stone, the marble, the, the things they have an abundant supply of. Uh, these ancient buildings all built with stone. And when some stone didn't fit the building quite like they thought it should, they just set it aside. They marked it. It was not to be used. It was cast away. Uh, do you see the picture here? Luke says in Acts chapter 4, verse number 11, uh, this stone didn't fit your building, so you set it aside. But what you don't understand is it's the whole thing. It's the main piece. He said it's become the headstone of the corner, the cornerstone, the main stone, the, the one that all the walls meet in, the thing that holds it all together. That's Jesus. Don't miss him. You see the picture here. Lots of people will reject him because he doesn't fit their way of thinking. But don't miss Jesus because he is the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone of the church. While we were in the Holy Land, we were viewing some of the ancient ruins of, of the temple of Herod. And we came around the corner, and there's ruins everywhere. But our guide said to us, now this piece is the actual cornerstone from Herod's temple. Uh, it would have been on the top of the temple, and it would have been the place where the priest would have sounded the trumpet from, and it has fallen now and cracked. Immediately, my mind went to this portion of Scripture where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Aren't you glad that our cornerstone has not fallen? There's no crack in him. He's whole. He's right where he's supposed to be. Uh, this is the picture of our Savior. Then in verse number 12, there's not only a picture, there's a principle. The principle is this, neither is there salvation in any other. The principle is that there's only one way of salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So there's no middle ground. You can't accept that he was a good teacher or a good example if you don't accept that he's the only way of salvation. Uh, Jesus Christ it was either a liar, a lunatic, or he is the Lord. And I tell you, on the authority of the word of God, he is who he said he is. And so the principle here is that he's the only way of salvation. And then there's not only a picture and a principle, but there's a promise. The Bible says there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Do you see the divine must? When God says must, friends, you better pay attention to that because it means that this is the only way, and if you will trust him, he will save you. Ye must be born again. The divine must. Uh, Jesus Christ came not to show us a good way, but to be the only way. I think Acts chapter 4, verse number 12 is one of the greatest verses in all of Scripture on the, the inclusiveness and the exclusiveness of the gospel. It's inclusive in the fact that the gospel is for all people. God loves all people. Christ died for every man. The free offer of eternal life should be made to all people. It's inclusive. Whosoever will may come, and yet it's exclusive. He is the only way of salvation. You don't get to pick and choose the parts of Jesus you like and reject the rest. No, it is all of Christ, and Christ is all. That's why I'm spending so much time on the name of Jesus, because God did. 
This is not my emphasis. This is the Holy Spirit's emphasis in these chapters in the book of Acts. It's all about the name of Jesus. There is power in his name. Yes, there is persecution associated with his name. But ultimately, this is why it's so important, there is pardon by his name. If you've never believed on the name of Jesus Christ, would you believe on him now? Would you cry out to him with a heart of repentance and faith? Would you call on him now and be saved? Pray even now in the name of Jesus Christ, and God the Father will hear your prayer. And if, like me, you're a follower of Jesus, I hope the name of Jesus is meaning more and more to you. And both for you to rejoice and rest in, and also for you to relate to others. Speak his name today, friend. Tell someone that you love that Jesus loves them, and that there is no other way of salvation, no other way to have their sins pardoned than through the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.